Hello, this is Yaro, and welcome to the Entrepreneur's Journey podcast. Today's guest is Tom Mendito. Today on the line, I have Mr. Tom Mendito, who is a professional ADHD coach and has a, a practice doing that uh, locally in Pittsburgh. He's also a, a previous member of my uh, blog mastermind program, membership site mastermind program. Tom, was it both? I can't remember. It was the membership. Membership site mastermind. mastermind. Okay. And Tom's got a six-figure business. He's emailed me with some a pretty cool story, actually, from going pretty much being broke to having a $30,000 month last month and you know, well, well and truly doing six figures a year now with his business. So we're going to learn about what he does and how he does it and hear this story from, from start to finish. So Tom, thanks for coming on the call with me. Thank you for having me. Uh, this is an honor and a privilege, man, to be honest with you. Um, so I, I guess before I even get into the business, I mean, I think it's important for your listeners to know about my background because it's quite a, quite a journey and amazing place to be here. I feel very lucky. Um, I was the kid that everybody made fun of in school. I was the kid that had focus issues. I was the kid that was laughed at and was put on you know tons of medication and had a lot of issues behaviorally growing up. Uh, was labeled with five different things, told that I wasn't even going to be functional, was massively depressed, even suicidal before the age of 10, and just had a a really tough time uh, growing up and sort of adjusting. And I was fortunate to have people in my life that believed in me and saw something in me and taught me techniques and mentored me in my life uh, to get to a place of mastery. And it's been a, a, a rock, and jo- rock and road. It's been a lot of bumps. But always in the background of that has been entrepreneurship. I've been doing entrepreneurial things since I was 14 and just trying to do this and trying to do that thing and uh, was helping people write papers, which Yaru, I know you you had did that at, at one point, editing services. Um, and I was trying all these things and during, during the same time trying to master myself, but a lot of it didn't really work and I had struggled. And my main struggle was myself and I had come through that journey as a, someone that has given those techniques being today, well, in June, June 28th is my birthday, it'll be 16 years completely symptom medication-free from all that stuff. So it's been a, a pretty wild journey and getting into entrepreneurship, you know, growing up with those kinds of things, people call you weird and strange, but then when you become an entrepreneur and you say, hey, I want to do this business, people look at you even more funny, you know, <laughs> and they call you even more strange. You know, you don't have a degree. How are you going to do this? You know, just get a job. You know what I mean? Go back to school. Um, Maybe you can relate, Yara. I mean, I don't know. I feel like most entrepreneurs encounter that at some point. <laughs> well, I was thinking you, you might have been more accepted to be weird as an entrepreneur because it's like, yeah, you're just another weird entrepreneur where if you're not, yeah. then you're just weird, you know? So. Well, it's like, it's like I feel like entrepreneurs is the only place I could go. I mean, where, do, where does someone like myself who thinks so different you know, go who like would get into arguments with, with their teachers about catcher in the rye. I mean, I, I mean, it was just when you don't fit, you know what I mean? Then you have to find the place that you're celebrated, not tolerated. Mm-hmm. And entrepreneurship is that space. Okay. Well, before we, you know? we dive into this, the, this story then some more, can you just give us a 
very brief overview of what exactly is your business right now? What do you do and how do you do it? Well, basically, going from what I went through, I figured out a code, a system, a path of how one goes from that deep place of misery and suffering and inner hell where I was at to mastering themselves and not just managing it, not just living day to day, but actually getting to the core issue of what is going on. And I use an array of techniques to do that. And so what I do is I coach people one-on-one and in groups through that process. So people come to me struggling with ADD and ADHD and also an entrepreneurship business ideas because they go hand in hand. And I walk them through the system. And at the end of it, they emerge pretty much a master. I mean, they're, they're not even really diagnosable anymore. And I then help them to take their dreams and their creativity and launch a business and make some money and help people or do what they want to do. So, so they come to you possibly with diagnosed ADHD or ADD and, and have no doubt had ramifications throughout their life prior to that because of this, well, what is it, a lack of an ability to focus? Is that, I know that might be too simple a way of describing it. Uh, and then you go and help to find the root cause of what's going on and overcome this. Is that, it's kind of like a, I don't, I don't want to say counseling, but it, it, it sounds like a very therapeutic kind of process. Am I right? Here's what it is. Here's what it is. The core of it, and there's studies coming out in, in uh, different, you know, I think it's Harvard or Princeton, where they've been analyzing thousands, tens of thousands of MRI studies, people with ADD, bipolar, anxiety, all these different things. And they're finding a common cause, a common link. And what it is, it's the cerebellum. The cerebellum, which controls sensory gating, which is your ability to process information. And with these people, that, that aspect of the cerebellum isn't functioning uh, the way at least they quote unquote should or shouldn't be. And it's flooding the brain with all kinds of sensory stimulation all at once which is kind of like you have a machine and it's like sending thousands of jolts of electricity through it without a grounding wire. So it's very difficult to concentrate. It doesn't mean that they can't concentrate. It just means that everything is coming at them really fast, which is the same reason why they have a lot of ideas. I mean, we're talking about the people that were the visionaries, the innovators, the creators, the people that think different. So it's very much like the, the entrepreneurs. Like, I don't know if you know this, man, but did you know that uh, Sir Richard Branson of Virgin Mobile, did you know that he was, he's diagnosed ADD? Uh, I think I've actually heard that. And you're quite right. I've heard of a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, Rich Sheffrin, he's a coach yes. I followed for a while. He's openly said many times that he's got ADD and, and um, that's why he's had to partner with people because he needs someone to have the follow through because <laughs> he just keeps yeah, changing exactly. his, his focus all the time. So, yeah, yeah. And it's in, it's on that side, there is the struggle, but on the other side, there is genius, mm. there's creativity. And it's just amazing to sit in the space of watching people master themselves and then unwrap that. And then it's just, it's honestly a privilege every day to just be in that space with people who are transforming. Okay. So you figured this out for yourself first, and it sounds like that yes. was a, a long ongoing process, then yeah. you were obviously in a much better place to help other people do this. So yes. today, your your actual practice, can you, rather than what you 
teach? Can you just give us the structure? So you do one-on-one coaching. Like, what, what? Do you have an office in Pittsburgh somewhere where you sit down and you know? Is there a long chair where you talk to people like a therapist does? How does this work? <laughs> yeah. So what's really what's really interesting is yeah, I have an office. Um, I also have a space where I do groups at, which is where I just got done tonight, which is where I'm at now. And I also I uh, travel to people too, uh, especially families, because it's good to see the the kids in the home. Um, and then I work with people over what we're on Skype. I work with, um, people in the Cayman Islands, people in Sweden, people in Ireland and all over the place. So it's, it's pretty cool because I I can go around my city and see people or I can have people come to me or I can just do it at the convenience of my own home is basically the structure of how it works. And how does the internet factor into all of this? Because did, did you, Did it like? Did you discover it along the way? Were you using it prior to this as for another project? Like, where did it all begin in in your life, basically? So the irony is, I'm the dude that didn't even have like a smartphone like three years ago. <laughs> I'm the guy that hated the internet, that thought that Facebook was ridiculous, um, and was just didn't want to have anything to do with it. To be honest with you, um, and what what had happened is. Well, I sort of realized that if I kept that mentality that I would totally uh, just fall into the past and people would forget about me. They'd be like, oh, yeah, that Tom, that Tom dude was cool, but it, you, know, you never, I don't think I would have reached the impact of trying to help people. So sort of a lot of what I do is I do a lot of mindfulness stuff, which is really the core of how I help people, is helping people to reprogram their physiology. So I teach a lot of Tai Chi and mindfulness and meditation and stuff like that. And I was looking to, to, I was looking to teach that in a bigger way. I mean, because I kind of go around in one-on-one coaching and teaching similar things to people. And I was like, there has to be a way of, of giving this in a bigger way to people, helping people in a a much bigger way. Um, So I had, this was years ago. I mean, we're talking, I forget when I took, whether it was 2011 or 2010, but I was going around networking and, you know, I mean, doing everything they say you should. Go to every networking meeting you can, okay? And and I, I was doing that. And I mean, I don't know what that does. I mean, I had some clients and I had, was making some money off and on, but um, it just wasn't bringing what it what I needed, and so I felt like there had to be another way. I, I was I took a speaker training, and was going to become a speaker, and then I, I don't you know speakers all they do is get on a plane, and and that's all they do is they travel around the world on a plane, which they they make that money, and that's great, but the speaker that I trained from, I mean, he's away from his family a lot, and that just didn't seem to be the lifestyle I wanted. And so I was like, there has to be another way. There has to be another way. And I kept searching on the internet for a different business model, a different business model. And then what ended up happening is membership, the the idea of a membership came up. And then as soon as that came up, you came up. (laughs) And that's that's how I found you, man. Okay. So now I'm curious then how did, because right now you have a website, obviously like what 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 does the internet now do for you so i mean you took my membership site training program and i know you're you've got a membership site that's about to launch and hasn't launched yet so how are you currently using the internet and maybe take us forward from that point i know we're kind of jumping around with your story a bit here but um i'm assuming once you reached 
recovery uh, from and, and self mastered that you said you know mastered your own condition you must have realized that you want to actually spend time helping other people so maybe what we can do is can we go back to the sure. point where you decide to start this company so because I, I you know I don't I don't realize there's probably a many many years in your life where you were dealing with the problem and doing all kinds of different things and being affected by it but I'd really love to look at the part where the internet sort of comes in and you start using that to grow your business uh so maybe where you started the company and and uh, you you said speaking wasn't your thing networking events wasn't bringing you clients so how did you get clients because sure and when you sure. you did say you were in your email that you were uh basically broke so was that when you yeah. were prior to running this business or yeah what? yeah how so does it basically, all fit together yeah, sure. I'll, I'll lay it down. So basically, um, as I said, I was doing entrepreneurship since I was really young. I mean, I, I like you, you did the, the helping people write papers in college. I was working at Rite Aid and helping college kids write papers. And it was making more doing that than just working at Rite Aid at 14. I had sold things on eBay for a while and made actually a good, decent income off eBay <clears throat> until, you know, it's very unreliable. And then I, I had was writing things like articles for blogs. So I, it's it's not that I wasn't aware of the internet all along. It's just that <laughs> it's just that it was um, the things would come and go. It's it's it wasn't something where I could say I have a system that brings me money. It was sort of very opportunistically uh, focused. So. <clears throat> None of those things, and, and I, I did some consulting for businesses, um, for the coal industry and for legal firms, and I, I've, I've had my hands in a lot of things, but none of those things were my true calling. My true calling was to help the people that you know, I feel for that are my heart, which are just like me, the kids and the adults that had struggled like I struggled. And it really took a long time for me to get the courage to do that. And a coach friend of mine kind of gave me the, the kick in, in the butt to kind of say, you know, you have the life experience and you just got to do it. When was so that? So what happened? What did you say? When was that? Do you, do you remember the, 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 the moment you said, I'm now going to commit to doing this business? Yeah. So it's, it was uh, basically, I don't know if there's, I don't know if it's international, but there's a Whole Foods in, there's Whole Foods, which is like a natural business, a natural foods business. Uh, it's a grocery store. And I just randomly met this, my mentor, uh, his name is Coach Freddie. And we just had a random conversation. I said, I'm doing a, a million things. I'm, I'm sort of doing all these different things, not really making any money. And he said, what do you want to do? And I said, this is really what I want to do about ADHD. He's like, well, you just need to go do it. If you don't do it, you're not going to live your dream. You're not going to actually live life. End of story. And so that was the moment. It was like, I have to do this. Like, I can't, I can't live the rest of my life thinking and going through not doing this. It's just not acceptable. Mm -hmm. So what happened, here's the story. So I was making money and I had some money saved up. Very unfortunately, my father had passed away when I was very young. When I was 17, he had a massive heart attack, which is a real blow because I had just got off the medication at that point. Uh, well, I had a few years being like pure off the medication. I was doing well. And then, you know, your father dies. It's just very tragic. He had left me and my sisters uh, some money. Okay. And this was uh, 2003. The money grew, but then 2007 happened and I lost 70% of it. Okay. With the crash in the United States, the stock market crash. Mm -hmm. And I still had some left. And so I was using that to sort of, you know, run the business kind of, you know, I wasn't too concerned about things, but what happened was 
basically it was, I think, 2011. So I, I think I took your program in 2010. I think it was just, you had a Christmas special or something like that, if I remember. And I, I bought the program and I learned it all and I thought it was really great material. And I was like, I need to create a membership site. I need to have a whole video series and everything like you have. But I didn't have that stuff. And I was, I really needed to make money now. But I had built my business up 30K, 40K, and then clients would leave or something would happen or whatever. Well, what happened this time was that I ran into a huge health problem. I had, um, just from neglect as a teenager, but I had some major dental issues. I don't know if you've had any dental issues yourself, but I've ha- I had to have five root canals done. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. It's very it was very, very painful. Um and I was in pain for a long time. I was pretty much living on painkillers. Um and I was out of work because like the thing is, is with coaching, right, you have to talk. Um and when your mouth is in agonizing pain, you can't talk. So I was out of work for a good eight months and I was paying thousands of dollars to get these root canals done. And so my money very quickly went and it was gone. And I had already borrowed money from family. And so at that time, I mean, I hit a real low, which is what you were alluding to. Um, Basically, I was in a space where I only had $300 in my bank account. Um, I was driving this like beat up, this beat up car. It was a Saturn, this little red car. And like, I had to like attach, like the muffler was falling off. So I had to like wire the muffler on. I mean, it was terrible. Um, And I was in massive pain and had no real way to, to figure it out. Like I didn't know what I was going to do and, you know, rent was due and all these things. And, And the tragic thing happened was my sister's mother, uh, passed away. We have different, different moms. Um, she passed away and they had a funeral and it was in Philly and I'm in Pittsburgh and I had, I mean, there's just no, I couldn't afford to rent a car. Like I couldn't do it. I couldn't afford to get there for the funeral. And Yaru, man, I just, I mean, that was just the lowest point. And I just, I literally just cried. I just bawled like a baby of just how pathetic and how like just messed up this poverty space was. And I, I just swore to myself, like I was never, I was never going to get back to this space. Like, I'll do whatever it takes because I'm never going to be like this ever again because it was just, it was horrible. And so what happened is I, I had, um, I had two clients that I was with for a while and I went to them and I explained the situation and they agreed to give me uh, a couple months worth of coaching fees. And that really helped. And then I took the time because I didn't, wasn't doing much. I was just in pain most of the time. I took the time to really go back to your program. And I sat there and I said, I need to take this and use it. And maybe I don't have all the videos. Maybe I don't have all the whole program done. But what I do have is my coaching. And I need to apply these things in order to, to get myself out of the situation. And that's pretty much uh, what I did is I, I applied a lot of those, those tactics and techniques that you, that you put forth in that program and ended up saving, saving my behind. I mean, within three months, like I was made enough to, to, to live. In six months, there was extra. And by 12 months, I was, I was, I was pulling over six figures. So what did you do? Kind of took off from there. Well, what yeah, did, right? You I you knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> I got to know. That's, that's, that's yeah, fast yeah, results too. So. 
Yeah, well, um, see, and I wonder even if, because if, I know what you teach, and I wonder how many people apply it to a local business, because um, I know it's really unique. I haven't, yeah, I'm just now going to be applying it to the, the membership site. But basically, long story uh, short, is that, you know, a lot of people have a website, uh, but their website, uh, for local stuff, their website doesn't do anything for them. Um, it just is a, it's like a glorified flyer, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I, and, and you have to understand, Yara, I didn't know anything until I took your program. Mm. I was ignorant. I didn't understand anything about SEO, anything about the opt-in idea or the squeeze pages or landing pages or the sales funnel or, or reoccurring. I had, I was really, really ignorant to all that stuff. So you really opened my eyes. Um, and so what happened is the idea of, okay, first off, I'm probably, no, I know I am. Like, the, the really, I'm really the only ADHD coach in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is, is a cool city, but it's also a small city. So there's like other coaches that do organizing and things like that. But I, I get to the core of it. I help people master their stuff. And like in studies, the stuff that I does like pretty much reduces ADHD symptoms by 50% within a few weeks. It's amazing. I knew that I was unique. So I just thought that, you know what, if I put myself on the internet and start writing content that was optimized for people in Pittsburgh, I'm going to be hitting up every single Google search when people type anything related in ADHD. And I, the first the domain I got was, you know, pittsburghadhdcoach.com because people are going to be typing that in, anything ADHD. And then I submitted to directories. Then the idea was people have to get on an email list and they need to get, you know, I needed an offer. And that's when I, when I was when I was out of work and on painkillers, which is really funny because, you know, that book that I wrote was on written basically on painkillers, but I needed something to give them, which you taught the idea of giving them an ebook. Okay. And so I laid down in that book, my journey, my story in overcoming ADHD and how the, in the first steps people could do. And I put that up there. And then everything from that space was about driving people just like you teach to the, to the site and then to the, the, the list and building the list and then promoting to that list. And when it came to the, the coaching part of it, um, I needed to automate everything. I, w one of the things, and I, I guess I didn't mention, but I'd like to back up and say is, before I did any of this stuff, I realized something about my business that was totally different than your business and why you were <laughs> very successful, which was amazing to speak with you um, on your calls and, and just be with someone that was really successful. Um, you have a system you have all those modules. Everything is systematized. It's organized. It's, you're not selling your coaching. You're selling the membership mastermind. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. I should. I teach it. Yeah, you should. <laughs> exactly, because you do it. So it's like that was sort of a major change in the way I was thinking by, by realizing that because in coaching, people don't buy life coaching or coaching. They buy the results of coaching. So they're going to buy the system. And you had that and I needed to have, I knew I needed to have that. So that's what I did. I made the ADHD mastery system and I created seven modules and, you know, all the different parts that go into that. And that changed everything too, because people started to see that differently. Um, and then I automated, I use a lot of your ideas about automation and I automated almost everything from the point of when someone's on the site, 
that if they contact me, um, you know, I have a form to send them to apply. Um, then they get information about how it all works, about like a contract and the fees and everything. So basically, by the time I get a hold of this person, um, they're pretty much ready to pay pay me and start coaching. I mean, there's very little that happens from that space. And so that's basically it, man. I, I was able to create a machine through many of the techniques that you taught, but apply it to a local business so that people would come to me, money would come to me, clients would come to me, rather than me going out there and saying, please buy my services. Because it, it gets it's that lack mentality doesn't work. Mm. And that's that's your path and what you put me on opened up a whole new world. So, so when you say people came to you, do you mean they Google search for ADAD, ADHD coach and your website came up. They went through some of your materials like your ebook and so forth and then called you up to book a coaching call. Is that sort of how it happened? Yeah, I mean, it's and it's even, I even have automated systems before they call me. Um, but yeah, I mean, they just find me on the internet through all those different things, get to know me, you know what I mean? Um, and get on the top of the sales funnel. And then I start sending them content on the email list. And then if they want, they can apply uh, into the program and the links are all there. And then, then I get that. And that's the point when then I would reach out to them and say, hey, let's have a little consult and let's see where we go from here. And it just works so well because you don't, I don't really have to do much. You know, it's just clients just come to me. It's just, I, I don't really, uh, I barely network now. I don't even, I really don't even network. <laughs> I just don't have the time. I'm coaching all the time. Right, yeah. Good reason. Okay, yeah. so I'm sort of curious with the, the difference from, you know, nothing or three hundred dollars in your bank to thirty thousand in one month, which you said was your most recent result. Yes. How do you how do you reach that point, especially as a coach? Because it's a bit difficult to do that many hours, for example, of coaching. So, what does your business look like today in terms of how you make your living? Yeah. So um, or maybe you want to take us progress us through the story. So, you people have got coming. They're coming to you now from the website. Um, was there any hiccups since then or was this the case of just booking all these sessions? Is that all it is? Yeah, I've got time. Let's do it. Yeah, well, I mean, what it is is there's, there's a psychology that a coach, coaches need to, like a lot of coaches have to go through. A lot of coaches, they, like I said, they get into selling their, their, their coaching rather than selling the results of their coaching. So that in of itself is, I think, a lot of coaches need to understand that. But from that space, yeah, I mean, basically people just kept coming. And I would say to myself, all I need is one person a month. Because if I got one person a month and over 12 months, that's 12 people, you know what I mean? And that time, I guess I was charging 600, uh, six, 600 bucks a month. So $600 times 12 is like $7,200. It's good money. I mean, it's, it's, and that's, that's all I needed is just one person. You know, that, I, I think that's what helped me because I ended up getting more than that. And, um, you just kind of keep following up with people. And I got really good at, at the conversation with people um, when it comes to when they apply to getting them to see the value. Because, you know, one of the things, it's pretty, it's, and that's the thing about my industry and niche, it's a, little, it's a lot easier because, believe it or not, the, the average person with ADHD loses 
on average, a dole about $20,000 a year due to lost income and accidents and medical expenses and getting fired from their job and, and stuff like that. And same thing with kids because they, they kind of fell out of school a lot, unfortunately. So it's kind of an easy conversation to say, hey, look, this is an investment and there's a great return on this investment. you know. And so it's, it, you kind of create that conversation and then you kind of help people see and feel you know, the power of what their life could be like once they master it. And then, and then you, they basically see it and then they want it. And then, you know, so I say, I don't sell coaching. I don't sell anything. You know what I say? I sell people back on themselves, man. I sell people back on their potential, on their power that's within them, their mastery. And I just, I just be in that space with them and just help them to, to un- unleash that. And it's, it's been, I mean, I'm not going to say, you know, it wasn't like, okay, you, you take three steps forward, two steps back, certain things came up, but it happened very quickly. And so, yeah, it's kind of, I laugh about it. I don't understand. It's kind of such a strange place just in a few years to have $300 in a bank account and then 30,000 in one month. It just seems sort of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It does change your life significantly when that's the kind of money where you start to not think about money when you make decisions so it's it's a big difference so yeah well you you sound very passionate about what you do i I hope people listening who are also passionate about whatever aspect they do to help people because most people you know they want to run a business that helps people in some way especially the the coaches out there whether whether it's depression or losing weight or anxiety or you know even career coaching i think the way you describe it it's about you're delivering a value proposition that makes complete sense to people. It's you're going to get so much more back in benefits in your own life than the cost of working with me. So it's a no-brainer decision. And then you've got this amazing automated internet presence that pre-qualifies people and they learn about you. So you don't have to worry about doing that sort of convincing. They're already convinced enough to make the phone call or book the initial consultation. You just have to show them that you are the real deal and get them going with the next step. And and that's a lovely combination, isn't it? That the web presence with your own expertise. And it it seems almost effortless once that's set up, isn't it? It's like you're getting the right people coming to you. You can help them because they're committed and they're ready for it. And it, it just, it flows. It does. It does. And, and so it's a combination of setting up the system and then being in a certain, what I call mental space. Um, and I wasn't in the mental space and I didn't have the system set up. Okay. So, but I, I, that's the key. The combination is most people, unfortunately, are, they don't actually believe in what they do. They don't believe they're the best. They don't believe that they're, that, people are really going to get transformed by it. Um, they sit in a space of lack of feeling, you know, in the exchange of money and services, not realizing that the value they're giving people is, is priceless. There is no price you can put on changing someone's life. You know, I mean, I don't I, I even forget what I, what your program costs, but I know I remember relating it because it costs one it was the equivalent to one credit at the University of Pittsburgh, which is where I went to school. And I honestly have to tell you, man, like <laughs> your, your course was worth more than my entire 60 grand of college education. You know what I mean? And it, it changed my life. It opened up a whole new way of doing business, you know, and you know, what's the price on that? There is no price on that. 
you know? And when you actually sit in the space of feeling good about the fact that you help people and transform people and actually just believe in people and, and that passion that you have, it's something that whether it's like what you were saying, like weight loss or whatever that niche is, it's got to be something that you you cannot live the rest of your life without doing that thing. Like it's got to be the thing that will get you up in the morning that will force you to do things maybe you don't want to do. It's got to be a driving force in your life. And for me, I think about all the kids out there, man, that are being unfortunately, you know, maybe over-medicated or being told like they can't do this or they can't do that because that's what would happen to me, you know? And, and a lot of it is, is also the, the entrepreneurs. I have a lot of clients, younger kids that are young entrepreneurs. And the, the overwhelming judgments and criticisms that people get, you know what I mean? It just, it makes me sad because when you look at it, at the core of it, everybody just wants to be themselves. They just want to be in a place where they can be truly and authentically themselves and to celebrate themselves. And I feel like when we can all just do that, like some really powerful stuff happens. I mean, that's where people's most best work and peak performance happens when they can just be authentically themselves. I can see why you're a good coach on this subject, Tom. You're very passionate. Uh, <laughs> not, not to take this in a, a slightly dry direction, but I am curious. Go for it. Uh, in terms of what you actually do on the internet today with your website, are you, are you writing blog posts once a week? Are you doing a podcast? Are you doing videos? Like, How does the machine keep running today? Yes. So basically, um, with my local business, yeah, I write articles. Um, I do... I do uh, videos and things like that. But really, I have a whole bunch of content that I'm going to be saved up and, and ready to go for the, the membership site, overcomeadhc.org, uh, which is where um, the whole space is headed. And, you're, you know, it's, you're talking about podcasting. Yes, I'm, I'm, uh, I have actually just signed a radio deal with this company that has all these connections to radio channels. It's pretty neat to actually do a podcast on this this topic of ADHD and sort of like the underdogs, people that have been labeled with things but overcome it and transform. Um, so I, my goal is to just continue to create good content, to continue to be a servant, to continue to inspire people because the economy is an inspiration economy. It's, it's people's beliefs that we're riding on, not currency. And to just keep believing and keep being being a leader, but not in a way of, hey, come follow me, do what I do, be like me, but giving people the platform to lead, giving people the space to say, this is me, this is who I am. And so I'm just in a space of continuing to create content that uh, is, matches that energy. If that Does that make sense to you? It does. And, and I'm I, you know, I can see you're a very, very aspirational speaker, so obviously that comes through, I'm sure, in your writings and your video as well. Uh, and and I'm, I, I guess I have to highlight the fact that being a local business, there's no one else writing about these subjects to the level you are, are there? Yeah, honestly, I mean, there's very few people, not even just locally, but very few people in the space. Okay, so let me break this down. I know some people, I know a good hand of people who have overcome the mental issues that I have. Okay. So I was, I mean, I wasn't just ADD. ADHD was the lightest one. I mean, bipolar, OCD, Tourette's. I don't, are you familiar with what Tourette's is? Yes. Okay. So yeah, I had, I had verbal tics, facial tics, all kinds of stuff. I haven't ticked in 
17, 18 years. You know what I mean? So there's very few people in the space where they have overcome that. Now, see, I know a lot of people who have overcome it, Yaru, but because of the stigma, because of the fear, they don't want to talk about it. They work for this company. They work for that company. They don't want it out there. They don't want it, you know what I mean? And so there are very few people in the internet space who are talking about these things. And there are a lot of, there are definitely a lot of ADHD coaches out there. Um, and, and the market's sort of getting, you know, I, I feel like filled up. And there's a lot of people writing about it, but I keep seeing the same thing is no one's talking about the core aspect. You know, no one's talking about the fact that you look at a list of some of the most successful people out there. I mean, I'm talking about like the Einsteins, the Teslas, the Da Vinci's, you know, people like Will Smith or, or Robin Williams or all these people. And I mean, they share a common bond. And that common bond is that, you know, in today's world, the psychologists, they would have labeled them. A lot of these people them. would have <laughs> and medicated them, which is so sad because they wouldn't have been able to to probably reach the level that they that they were at. I don't know if you ever heard of uh, Sir Sir Ken Robinson speak and he did a TED talk, but he talked about this little girl who, you know, she was found out of school and all these things and the principal had a meeting with the 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 mother and said, you know, she's not not a fit here. She's not a fit, but I want to show you something before you leave. And they leave the room and puts on some music and he says, just watch her. And and after a couple of minutes when she realizes they're gone, she gets up and she starts dancing and not just normally like all kinds of really cool dances and he said the thing is is your daughter is a dancer you got to take her to a dance school and so she did and she just flourished as soon as she got there she said you know this is where i fit this is where people are just like me and she became a great dancer graduated got hired by the same dance school went up to new york and trained as a dancer and became a teacher had her own company and around the same time the dude that was starting uh and producing cats was looking for a choreographer and she made a name for herself New York, they teamed up and she ended up choreographing the entire uh, play, Cats, and became a multimillionaire. None of that would have happened, unfortunately, if she was told, you know, just fill in this question, just do this, or you know what I mean? Or if she was labeled and said, you know, I have a deficit. Because I grew up thinking like I was a mess up, like I was a screw up. And I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs, there's a huge overlap, but I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs, after they fail a bunch of times, you start feeling like I'm a screw up, I'm a mess up. But it's just not true. It's just you have genius within you. You just have to keep believing Mm -hmm. and keep going. I can imagine a lot of your content will be a counterpoint to potentially the, the traditional medical and psychological psychological <laughs> advice that's on the internet. So when a person comes across it, here's your story after downloading your, your free ebook, you you are a strong counterpoint and potentially one that resonates with them more than giving their kid a pill or something like that. And that that's a powerful form of marketing. I don't want to make it sound cheap, but that's that is. It's a great way to build rapport. So I think your message is fantastic for any person out there who does have a different way of solving a problem that might be frowned upon in traditional methods. Using well, here's, a bl- and he, go ahead. Yeah, well, well, here's the thing, and this is this is this has evolved over the past ten, twenty years. Okay, because basically, when I was growing up, right, none of the stuff that I teach was was actually even heard of. And, you know, the, the doctor said to me, you know, you somehow figured out how to reprogram your brain. We don't know how, but you did it. 
and congratulations. Okay, now I, now there's no point to seeing me anymore. So it's called neuroplasticity. It's been researched for a long time, and there's like a, a PBS special here in the States about it, about the brain that changes itself. Here's the amazing thing, though, is that I, I don't, I'm not against meds. I mean, I was on meds, and, and you know, everything is a tool. It's a, it's a tool, and that's all it is. You use it, you use it for what it's used for, and then you move on. Okay, but the thing is, is that what's happening in this space right now is something very unique in the world globally, which is the fact that people are really recognizing that the brain can change. It's not, it's not just staying the way it is all the time. It's called neuroplasticity. It can change, and there's ways of doing that. And so here's something that, that might interest you. What does Apple, Google, Microsoft, uh, Target, General Mills, what do what Zappos? What do all these corporations have in common? What do you think? Based on what you just said, I'm going to guess that they do some sort of neurological testing before they hire people. They well, you know, I was reading <laughs> Google does this weird thing. They ask people really strange questions, like how many marbles are in a marble can or whatever. Right. They do all kinds of funny things, but. What they all have in common is they all have comprehensive mindfulness programs. Right. Because they know that... And Are you familiar with what mindfulness is before I... Uh, well, maybe from a sort of an esoteric kind of um, personal development angle. Not, maybe not, it's, not the structured it's, kind of way, though. Just simply being living right here in the present moment. Mm-hmm. Being right here, right now. And it's something that most people aren't. Most people are in the future, they're in the past, and they're not right here, right now. Uh, Bridgewater, which is the largest hedge fund, $150 billion worth of assets in the United States, they, their, their president uses mindfulness for his, his employees because in business, as you know, I mean, things get emotional. I mean, it's like things, there's always things going on, so you need to stay focused, you need to stay grounded. And they know that it... it it helps. It increases productivity. A lot of the studies that that I, I use and the techniques actually show, it's really wild where they do brain scans, actually show um, the parts of the brain governing focus, attention, emotional regulation actually are bigger and larger and more active when people do this kind of practice. So I'm actually a part of something kind of cool in Pittsburgh, the University of Pittsburgh. There is a mindfulness uh, collaborative between all the departments and interdisciplinary, and we're, we actually are forming a mindfulness research center um, to study mindfulness and its effects in mental health and different things. So I guess what I'm saying, and to comment what you're saying, is it's actually hitting mainstream right now. So it's, I don't see it as a, an opposition. I see it as a complement but I think what I'm saying that's different than people is that you're not broken. You're just different. Mm. And your difference is awesome. And just be yourself because you join the ranks of some amazing people. If you think different, that's awesome. Because I have never heard of a normal, of a you know, mundane person doing anything in this world. It's only the weird, the kooks, the nut jobs that seem to actually change things, if you know what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So let's say there's some, some kooks and nut jobs listening in. <laughs> this podcast right now, Tom, uh, who are uh, also thinking practically they do want to get their client base up or, or sell products and services on the internet. And you know they've heard your story and they're thinking, well, I want to put my story out there the way Tom has and, and maybe use a blog and use some videos or whatever platforms they choose to use. If you were speaking to them, what would you say they start with? Like, What's the, what's the most important parts of the puzzle that you've 
opened up in terms of your your internet business that they should do first and you know be make sure they do the best job at sure sure i the best thing i think people need to do is they need to go back to their story and they need to go and and search okay i want to help people i want to offer people why do i want to do this what's my passion and my drive and they need to get in touch with that that part of themselves that I was speaking about earlier, and then they need to share that. It's, it's infectious when you speak from a place of your power and, and with sincerity and, and honesty and your heart just resonates. Like, that's what I knew about you. When I was watching your videos, I knew you just really wanted to help people. You really, like, you discovered something and you saw people suffering and not making it with blogging and you really genuinely wanted to help people. It was, it was palatable and it was sincere. And that's what, that energy is what attracted me to your program. And so I think people need to get into that space and then they need to learn about basically all the things that you're doing. Take your program, whatever, whenever you relaunch, learn about those, those key elements and then start to understand that you need a system. You need a system for how the business runs and you need a system for what you actually are doing so that people buy that, not just your hourly rate or whatever it is and try to set up all these automated systems so that you're not running around, you know, chasing people. Know that, and you have to have a, a place. Like, what amazed me about you, Yaru, is that I don't, I mean, I don't know how old you are, but I know you're not that much older than me. And I heard you years ago and you were incredibly successful. I mean, I don't, I forget how much you were, whatever, but you were incredibly successful. And when, when I was on that coaching call with you, it was just being in a space of this is possible. Like, here's a person that's doing it. I can do it too. And I think that people, unfortunately, people don't have faith. Like, you have to have faith. You have to actually believe that what you're going to do is actually going to happen. And you need to act from that space that as if it has already occurred. And you need to present yourself from that space and trust that once you set up these things that like that you teach Yaru, that it's going to come and it's going to flow from, from your energy, from your belief. And to make sure that everything that you're putting out there, all your content is not, is not reflecting, give me, give me, I need, I need, I need, I need money or all that stuff. No, you don't need money. Money needs you the world needs your your passion. The world needs your your service. The world needs your love. Just come from that space in your writing, your articles, your blogs, your videos, and you'll be amazed at at what happens. That's that's the best advice I have, honestly. And very appropriate advice coming from you, Tom. I think. <laughs> uh, one last question, then, Tom, before we wrap up. What's sure. next for you? So you obviously reached a. A pretty amazing point in this, and I can tell you're you're motivated to explore mindfulness and and obviously help more people with with this problem. But do you have a grander vision? What are, what are you doing also Absolutely. with your business? Like what's what's coming up? The next is changing the world, man. <laughs> that's that's yeah, that's that's it. Nothing nothing short of that. Short. Um, can you make this no, practical? So, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. Where where I would like to go? Obviously, okay. So I would like to complete the a vision I had when I took your your program, which was the membership. And so I have that whole site, overcomeadhd.org. It's all done. It's ready for me to fill it with content. I've already been sort of recording some some 
back material as far as having uh, months of uh, membership material. And so I'm in a space right now where I'm going to be um, hiring a team uh, to help me with all the different things and to basically fill that site up with content, generate traffic, and to launch the, the membership. But I, I, I feel like it's important for me to recognize how to take the shortcuts. And so I'm, I'm looking for Vent, uh, joint venture partners and, and what you're, you suggested in, in your program. And so I have uh, one lined up um, that I think could be really a really good match. And so I'm sort of just open to more you know, people. And it's often the entrepreneur, the entrepreneur niche is a good niche for me because it's, there's a huge overlap. I'll go to an entrepreneur networking meeting and you know, 70% of the people say, I think I've got ADD. Because every, you know, we live in like an ADD society. Everyone's hyper-stimulated and, you know, run all over the place. And on the internet, that's easy to get hyper-stimulated. And, I, and that's, I think, Rich Sefron's whole thing about, you know, thinking strategically versus opportunistically. But I, I see myself moving into a space of having this membership, helping it more and more people. And really, Really, the bigger vision is to grow it into, and you don't grow a movement, but attract a movement. I, I see, I look at um, AA, for instance, Alcoholics Anonymous, and you have a space where people got together and got sober and said, hey, this was possible. Why the heck doesn't that exist for mental illness? You know, why doesn't that exist? You know, it is possible to overcome these things. I've done it. Other people have done it. What we need is a community of people that can have do it together and to, to build that sort of that sort of empowerment community. So I, I could see it going into a global membership, but also having little local chapters of people getting together, doing the practices, going through the programs together. And then really one day I would like to expand it to education, to taking the money that I'm making and pouring it into schools because that's where it's got to start. Because, man, if I was in a different school that taught these things and that, you know, if many of these kids, you know, if, if you started them that young and you said, no, like you don't have to take multiple choice tests, you can try to create your own business. You know what I mean? You can try to build things. I just think that the world would change if we really poured our heart and soul into, into the kids. So that's sort of the vision, mm. if you will. Mm. I can see the, the, the process as you move towards that goal. I can see it all connecting. So Fantastic, Tom. Um, Websites, where can we find everything you do? Sure. So, um, obviously, my local local one is pittsburghadhdcoach.com. Um, you know, that's for my local business and that's, you know, I, there's a lot of good information up there, um, with different things, but the, the global one is www.overcomeadhd.org. Just overcomeadhd.org. Okay. Tom, thank you for coming on this call and, and sharing your very inspirational and motivational story and, and also for being such a fine example of a, a, a graduate from my programs. I, I love, <laughs> love hearing results. So thank you for sharing them on the internet. And, and you know, good luck with everything you're doing. I think you're making a big difference and, and will continue to do so. And uh, yeah, thanks for laying it all out there for us. Well, Yaru, big thank you, man. I mean, I whether we did this or not, like the opportunity to say thank you in person is just amazing because what you teach people opened my eyes, you and Gideon, to a whole new world and really saved me from a really dark space. And so 
you know, whatever you guys are going to do a relaunch, you know, I'm sure to, to your listeners, it's it's worth every single penny and it's it's life changing and it's beyond whatever I paid you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, Simon. Thank you. And thank you to everyone who's listening in. This has been the Entrepreneur's Journey podcast. You know where to go. You can find my site as well as uh, all the other podcasts by just Googling my name, which is Yaro, Y-A-R-O. And uh, I'll speak to you again on another podcast. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.